you are tuning in live into the first ever episode of the Tap In Podcast. I am one of your three incredible hosts today, Kevin and Cube, and I'm joined by my guy, Ejiva. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Can't believe this is actually happening right now. Take Jeez, that in. Something wow. is coming. Yo, let's give a shout yeah, out to a thought? boy in the West Coast out there, Tanner. How is it going, brother? Hey, you know, West Coast, best coast. It is what it is. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. As you can see, everybody, we have the Dynamic 3 out here with a brand new spanking podcast called The Tap In. So... I'm going to give to the boys around here, give you a rundown as to what we do, who we are, and uh, why are we doing this? Chiva, let them know who we are, baby. All right, we're just three guys, you know, uh, good friends from uni, taking it over into the real world now. Uh, you know, we're just having a conversation. That's all it is at the end of the day about, you know, any topic and every topic, honestly, from pop culture, sports, mm. music, mm. the best chicken sandwiches on the market, mm. and why is gas called gas when it's actually a liquid any everything we got everything for you (laughs) yo they ain't ready okay yo but i think like something even deeper is that we gotta let them know like how we even got to the station tanner yo let's do a breakdown here let them know honestly i just feel like we have a lot to say Starting, I think, last year around this time, we used to get together almost every Saturday and like we always had something to say, always were doing something. We always had interesting conversations going on. So why not record it and make a podcast together? I guess it started when a couple weeks ago I, I called Jiva and we just started shooting the shit. And I was like, bro, like what if we just like started a podcast? Like we always have good things to say. We always keep the conversation going when we're amongst each other. And then we let that sit for a bit. And uh, a couple hours later in our group chat, I just messaged Kev and I was like, yo, like me and Jeeva were chatting on the phone. Like, what do you think of us like potentially starting a podcast? Like, what's your opinion on that? And then uh, Kev, let him know what happened next. And then right there, I was having a conversation earlier that day, like with my boss. And she was saying, you know what, like would be super cool is that if you start a podcast, because I think you have a lot to talk about, you talk about a lot of things and you know, I think, like, you would have a cool following base with the people you have around you. And, you know, like, I wouldn't be surprised if you start a podcast, like, over the next coming future. And I just brushed it off. And I was like, all right, you know, like, maybe. Like, we'll see. Time will tell. And four hours later, I get that message in the group chat. I literally look around to my left and right. I was like, bro, someone's playing games with me. And uh, like that's how this eventually came together. Like, this was kind of, like, meant to be. Because, you know... Everyone's coming from their different sides, and we just want to come together, share our stories, share our unique views, and uh, tap into what we do. And uh, that's how the Tap In Podcast came in today. Am I right, boys? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's get a round of applause okay. for that. Yay! <laughs> that's a big one. That's a big one. That's a big one right there. So, like, Jiva, how'd you come up with the name? Because it was you who came up with the name, the Tap In Podcast. Like, what triggered that? Because, like, when you came to the meeting that day, you came with that fire. Like, you exactly, you knew what it was. Like, you were like, boys, this boys, boys, this... boys, boys, boys. Honestly, man, I was just, like, you know, living a normal life. I was like, yo, there's just so many things that you can dive into. But dive in doesn't sound right. You know what? So many things that you can tap. Ah! That's what we're going to do. You know, you can, you can reach the surface level with so many topics, but it's all about tapping in and reaching that d- deeper level. That's what it means the most. That is true. 
But first of all, we'd love to disclose that we are all recording from the comfort of our own home. I mean, sweatpants. Yes, sir. Wearing the Raptors, rocking the Raptors. Let's go, baby, with the North. And it's, uh, it's a lockdown thing here in Ontario. Is it, is it a lockdown? Tanner out here living his best life, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know about you, but this morning I went to the gym. Jeez. I walked home. I went and got food from a restaurant like i went inside the restaurant you know like i didn't just have to like get it delivered or like wait outside not gonna lie like it's pretty blessed bro man you don't have to do that to us man we're still in the trenches bro we still yo you won't with me shooting in the lockdown trust me bro like once bro like once lockdown's over oh it's a wrap it's gonna be a it's movie it's gonna be a movie it's gonna be a movie let me tell you about that well, for now here we are grinding it out in our parents' house, living life. So it's come to. But yo, tell me about that lockdown life, Chiva, though. Like, since everything went down, like, how was that transition for you to be at home, following the rules? Like, how you be able to keep up on your grind? Give us some insight, bro. Honestly, lockdown hasn't been too bad. I mean, we didn't get we didn't get hit with lockdown till like, December, the second round, right? I swear, like, you guys in Mississauga got hit early, yeah. early. <laughs> We've been hit for a minute, I swear. <laughs> since, like, November, since September, I've been in lockdown, bro. Came back from BC, I was like, all right, I'm in lockdown. And since then, I've been in lockdown. No, nah, but honestly, London got pretty blessed. We got we got fully shut down in, like, middle of December. So I was living, like, pretty good. I got my haircuts. I made sure I saw my barber before, we were, before he was closing and everything, you know. Got my last workout in at the gym proper, but. It's been good. It's been a month so far. Um, you know, trying to get a good, uh, trying to be on a good regimen. That's all that matters. I feel like the first lockdown, a lot of people just didn't know how to react or didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was one of those people, you know, just did whatever and whatever. But now I feel like, you know, flick the switch. You know, I had my time to chill the first time around, but now it's like, gotta get on the grind. Can't waste time anymore. Yo, that's time facts. is very valuable. That is facts, bro. It's twenty twenty one, bro. <laughs> How? How? Where'd it go? How? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. 2021. Who would have thought, bro? Yo, like, January's done. Well, what about you, Kev? How's your lockdown been? I mean, for me, like, it started off pretty rough. I mean, like, I used to work in sports, so I was used to being out there every day, talking to people, talking to everyone. Sports came down. I lost my job during sports. I was like, all right. Time to figure out a new way around this because, like, this is the new norm. But you're still so grinding. I had to get back, like, work on those skills. Just focus on myself because like, that's what you have to do during these times. Like, you can't see anyone, like, you could talk to people, but, like, you know, it's a time to zone in on yourself. See, yes, sir. Like what, you, like, what can you do to get better? So, got a job during lockdown, started working from home, figured out my own home, like, gym routine. Like started doing my bed, like the small, small little things, like just to make me feel like you know what, bro, like you, like you actually did something good today, and uh, you get you get so creative with those lockdown workout, workouts, man. <laughs> oh my, bro, because I don't have dumbbells, man. So like for the longest time for bicep curls, squats, I had like a long broomstick, and then I just two rice bags at the end. <laughs> bro, like that's, <laughs> that's the grind. All it was. You you have to adapt to the times, and you're like you're gonna look back and say, bro, like. The key of the past, yo, the key word, like, over the past year and a half was, like, resilience. So, like, so that's what I'm going to take out from this, being in the lockdown. So, you know, I'm still doing my thing. I'm going to be ready for when things open up, but can't use that as an excuse. But on the other side of uh, 
the West Coast vibe. Tanner, how was it moving over to BC after everything that's gone down? Give us some insight, broski. Yeah, tell, tell the people, why are you in Let BC? them know. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I started my uh, pre-lockdown. I just finished grad school. I was living at home with my parents in, uh, in Cambridge, Ontario, and commuting to fucking work downtown toronto working for deloitte and audit and dude it sucked (laughs) i was commuting two hours each way it was it was terrible and then after that you know lockdown started couldn't really go to the gym anymore and like home workouts are just so demotivating for me because really like what motivates me and what gets me going is hitting that next level like getting to that next weight like deadlifting 500 pounds squatting 400 pounds just hitting those next level grinds and that's that's what got me into it so like when i couldn't do that anymore like i lost it and then in terms of moving to vancouver like it kind of happened by accident uh one of our boys wadi alex watson shout out we were talking about maybe like working from home from montreal at first but then we were going on a trip to vancouver so i was like why not just stay in vancouver after next thing you know like two weeks later i have an interview with the partner and then fuck i'm moving to vancouver i don't have anywhere to live right now we're living in airbnbs for three months there's nothing to do but like it was something i needed it was something i had to do and it really probably one of the best decisions that i've ever made yeah that's good that's good that's facts yo like one thing i feel like is that you know people are too scared like to make that big change like like moving from ontario Mm -hmm. to bc like i went there on vacation like just for like a week i'm like yo it's a totally different place but, yo, the fact that like, you just said, you know what? Like, I'm just going to move over to, like, a whole different place. Like, start afresh new. Like, actually, like, you don't have, like, 25 people that you know there. Like, you don't have old college friends, like, at like surrounding that place. So, it's really forcing you to hone into yourself and really be open to meeting new people. Yeah, bro. Like, for me, yeah, I felt like if I stayed in Toronto, like, I knew exactly how my life was gonna pan out like i saw my life for the next 20 years like working at deloitte working in an office like seeing that trajectory and like it scared me and it just wasn't something that i wanted and what i wanted is to live the life that i want to live and to do that i felt like i had to throw a complete wrench in my life do something kind of fucking crazy and you know what like it's worked out and i don't think enough people like you said take that chance but i think taking that chance is like what allows you to kind of like see your goals and see where you want to be and where you want to get to and pushes you to get there because when you're stuck in normality and like everything is the same every day like there's nothing to push you and nothing to make you want to strive for something bigger and something better than you already are it's amazing brother um before we move on to the next segment i want to ask you guys like what are some vacation places you have in your mind once this pandemic is over where are you pulling up to jeez brother there's like so many oh man anywhere anywhere bro that got a beach sand and water best combo in the world jeez warm weather honestly anything had my eyes out for yeah ibiza looks fire Jeez. honestly i know the guy's been talking about that one but i looks up a little little crazy a little crazy i heard the party scene is pretty wild um but yeah anywhere warm honestly i want to go off-roading i want to drive that etv around skirt skirt i want to <laughs> honestly Jeez. honestly what about you tanner what about you tanner damn you guys said it at like the exact same time (laughs) uh for me like bro i want to go to europe bro i want to backpack i kind of want to like almost do a trip on myself and just like travel across the world especially like post pandemic i feel like there's going to be such an opportunity for that and like 
so many kids uh kids fuck we're adults at this point but like so many people like around our age they're gonna just want to like travel and like see the world and getting to do that by yourself where you can get like an untainted view of everything especially like an area that like don't get to see that often i feel like that'd be fucking sick to be honest Mm -hmm. and the cool thing about europe too is like yo you can be in like germany one day and then take a train and you're in portugal like it's crazy how it's crazy bro oh man like when alex was in europe like yo, like one of our friends like she did a year abroad and yeah she i'll be like yo like what are you up to this weekend and stuff like just cat like catching up and stuff and be like oh yeah i just went to germany like for two weeks I was like, bratwurst. aren't you in class you're like oh yeah, yeah i don't worry about it i was like all right that <laughs> <laughs> works i guess yo that but that's my crazy but yo okay tap in podcast something special something unique about this podcast is that we have three different personalities that come from three unique backgrounds so what i want to do right now is tap into our backgrounds give the audience some little information about who we are where we come from like what motivates you and like what was life growing up in that specific culture within your household tanner give me some insight brother yeah i guess fuck it i'll go first mine's probably the least crazy because like what i find strict you guys are probably like bro it's not like strict at all oh you don't even know bro you ain't ready (laughs) (laughs) yeah honestly like i grew up pretty normal life uh growing up i played hockey at a young age i played hockey till i was like 12 i was decent at hockey like wasn't going to the ohl or anything wasn't anything too special but then i also danced at dance competitively starting uh at the age of seven till the age of 18 and as great as that was it definitely had its challenges uh being a guy in dance can be extremely difficult uh as you grow up and you deal with a lot of a lot of things that like some people don't necessarily have to deal with and there's like a little bit of a stigma around being a male dancer but that's something we can get in another time that can be a whole fucking like podcast by itself i mean like other than that i feel like i have a pretty unique relationship with uh with my family to start with my dad like he's my dad but the guy's also my best friend and he's like a fucking baller he'll call me i'll be like yo what's up dude and the guys will look at me and they'll be like bro like who the fuck you talking to and i'll be like oh like it's it's just my dad (laughs) because the way we talk to each other is so different that i think a lot of people talk to their parents so that's definitely unique uh my mom she's a sweetheart like michelle's always got your back she'll always be there for you she'll cook you a bomb ass meal she always makes her feeling well she'll take care of you if you need it and really she's just great and then there's my sister i mean like when we grew up that girl used to beat the shit out of me like she's the older sister and like i was a pretty small kid so sometimes we get out of the car and i'd literally have welts welts on my back like full-on handprints and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm running to mom and dad. I'm fucking crying. I'm fucking complaining. Like, I'm not I'm not letting her get away with that shit. But now she really just, she plays an important role in my life. And she keeps me in line, keeps me very level-headed and knocks me down a, a couple levels if I need it. But like, um, yo, since you're out in BC now, is there anything that you miss since you're away from home? Like, Oh, for sure. Like, I can't, I can't just like drive home and go have like dinner with my family anymore. Like, that's not, that's not a thing. Like, I have to book a flight right now. I have to make sure that they're not in lockdown so I can actually go see them and not have to go quarantine for 14 days. Like, just over Christmas, I came home. I was expecting to be able to get to see my whole family, like my grandparents, aunts and uncles, all that. And I get home. (laughs) The whole 
province goes into lockdown like what am i supposed to do i'm not even sure if i can fly back to vancouver because of the lockdown i have to like check all the regulations make sure i'm good i ended up switching my flight so i could go back to vancouver earlier just to like make sure everything was good and that sucks because like i didn't get to spend as much time with my family as i thought i could but at the end of the day i think they they know that i came out here for a reason they know that i'm here because i want to be here and if i didn't want to be here i fucking would just go back home so they understand that and i call them almost every day and they, uh, I get to talk to them. So as much as I can't see them, we're still very much talking every single day. And don't worry, my mom's making sure she knows every single thing that's happening in my life. So it's like, ah, it's almost like I never left, to be honest. But enough about me. What was it like for you growing up, Jiva? For me, myself, you know, uh, coming from an immigrant family, obviously, my parents came here like in the 80s, I believe. Um, obviously, for them, it was just all about adjustment. And I'm sure Kev can tap into that as well. But uh, the big thing is just adjusting to what the culture is, what everything is like here compared to back home, you know, Sri Lanka, you know, a third world country as well. Uh, my parents were fleeing from obviously like the wars and stuff as well. Um, but yeah, I'm just like super grateful, obviously, to be here right now. Uh, I know things are a little bit tougher back home, but um, yeah, it was definitely different growing up for sure. Um, not only just being a visible minority, but uh, going to school, growing up as well. Uh, my parents were just like very by the book uh, like you said you know you and my parents are very close and stuff like my parents are too like we are we definitely do talk about stuff as well but it's just not that easy or like things don't get that deep honestly just because like when it comes to growing up you know there's two things you got to be either a doctor or engineer and it's crazy just like there's so many things that can go wrong we're just throwing that out there you know there's but, nothing else um there's nothing else there's That's nothing else. Doctor, engineer. engineer. You mean there's no? It doesn't matter what you do as uh as long as you're happy. You know. Yeah, that line nah, doesn't nah. exist. That line is fake. <laughs> What's what do you mean happy? <laughs> what do you mean happy? <laughs> oh man. Uh no. It's just like, yeah. It, it was it was different, obviously, right? But for me as well, it's just like growing up and sort of questioning those things that definitely changed my perspective on things for sure. Uh, it's like, why do I have to be a doctor? Why do I, why is it just that or an engineer, you know? Um, other than that, parents were pretty strict, honestly, straight up. Uh, I didn't really do much. I was either getting involved in extracurriculars. That's sort of why um, I started becoming become more outgoing. It's just because, like, I didn't want to be at home most of the time. In high school, I just stayed involved so I can stay at school all the time, socialize as well, just because I didn't have much of a social life uh, growing up. Like, I'm telling you, like, when it came to school and elementary school, when I say goodbye to people in June, I say goodbye to them. I'll see you in September because <laughs> I'm not seeing you on the summer break at all, bro. I'll probably see you at the mall and everything, but <laughs> that's about it. That's about it. That's about it. On your mall rat vibes. Honestly, honestly. But even if I was at the mall, I was, just, I was there with my parents. Jeez. We did everything together. So, um, you know, it was definitely unique. It made me in the person I am today, so I can't complain. Um, but they definitely showed me that there's more to life than, you know, what there is. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Damn. Um, no, I just definitely learned a lot from them and just, like, being myself as well. Uh, the craziest story I think I would have is just to show you how strict my parents were. In high school, there's this girl I was talking to. And Jeez. she asked me to come over to her house to study. To study. Okay, to study, buddy. All right. Um, but, you know, like, I was doing the logistics, trying to see, like, how this would work out. How can I, you know twist this around and make it sound like i'm actually studying when i'm not uh i told my parents uh that i was going to western because she lived like two minutes down the road from there 
So I was going to Western You're University scheming. studying at the library there. I was meeting up with like five friends, got a huge math test. <laughs> Not true at all. <laughs> My parents dropped me off because I couldn't drive. They dropped me off at the library. I, I walked in, waited five minutes till they dipped, and I ran. I ran all the way to the crib with all these textbooks and everything. <laughs> We kicked it for like two, three hours, and then my parents were like, "Oh, yo, I'm here. We're here to pick you up." Because they went to the mall and came back. But yo, I booked it. I booked it so far. They called me lacking because I came out from a different entrance, <laughs> and they're like, "Yo, where were you?" And I was like, "Uh, on the on the fly. This is how smooth I was." I said, "Oh, yo, my friends wanted to get food, so we went to go get food and came back." Fly uh, guy Jiva. I just left. Oh, okay, okay, sounds good. How was the study? Uh, it was good. It was good. It was good. <laughs> those are the schemes i had to come up with you know so i want to say that's how cunning i am now but that's how it led to be but you know anything you had to do anything and everything transferable so. skills you built those transferable skills <laughs> <laughs> you know about my future kid does anything like that oh man we're gonna it's catch over. him slipping because we did this <laughs> oh hey disclaimer <laughs> We do not uh, approve hitting of your children. Do not hit your children. It's illegal. You will go to jail. So, yeah, just, just don't do it. We don't approve that. I was about to be my first story, like, right there. My first story <laughs> as a kid from Africa. So, yo, just a little background about me. Came to Canada in 2012. Almost 10 years approaching, bro. Time goes by quick. That's wow. crazy. Damn. Feels like I've been grown here. Years. Yeah, almost a decade, bro. But, um, yeah. but yeah, yo, like I grew up in Zimbabwe, a third world country. Um, yo, my parents were ahead of the game. Clearly, like growing up as a kid, like you don't really understand like the situation you're in as a young kid, but your parents are really trying to figure out like what's best for you. So my mom came to North America, like when I think it was 2003, she, like she's trying to find papers so everyone could come over. So it took a while till she could settle down. Yo, the state say nah. No green card today, but you know, Damn. came over to Canada. The nicest people. She she put in the work. They said, "Yo, you know what? 2012, tell everyone to pull up." So me in 2012, having grown up my whole life, I'm like, "Yo, I'm gonna grow up in Africa. I'm this this involving kid." Um, you know, like we never knew nothing about like about like first world, like TV. Like we never even got like North American TV. Like, the only sports team, like, you could watch in, in North America, like, was the Lakers and the Boston Celtics. Everything else, like, you didn't know about. Yeah. So, you, so, you grew up watching, like, Kobe, Shaq, you know, like, the Celtics. And then the rest, like, you're watching common sports. So, like, soccer, uh, cricket, rugby. Like, those are dominant sports in Africa. So, th so that's what I grew up being exposed to. Um, bro, like, we'd have to, like, walk home from school sometimes. Like walk good like five Ks because my dad is still at work. Like my dad was, my dad was a prof and still learning school. That's so a like me and my brother like walk home together. Sometimes brother like yo fuck you like yo but like yo but like I'll see you at home. But it's like yo like those things like food like someone else at school like will bring you food sometimes. It's like yo bro, I got this fire food for you because you usually have the same thing like all the time. T got fed up with like that's why today people like yo bro like. But like, why do you hate butter, bro? Like, why do you hate certain shit? Because my whole life as a kid, bro, you hate butter? I grew up eating that shit every single day, bro. It makes sense now. Yo, it makes like, sense, bro. Like, he's not kidding. Like, this guy has an agenda against butter. I, I don't get butter, it. Butter, butter, cream cheese. Butter, cream cheese? Oh, 
bro, get that shit out of here. Was it? What was the other one? Oatmeal? Yeah, oatmeal too. Like, like cooked oats. Porridge. I hate <laughs> porridge. Oh, bro, that, that was breakfast every day. And then for and then for lunch, like you'd have like cold meat and then like butter and then bread. And then I was like, bro, I hate that food. Oh, like in in Africa, to really just like disrupt you from like understanding what's happening around you. My parents like would pay extra money to send me and my brother to like a private school and then force us to go play sports during the weekends playing teams in different um cities. So we're forced to travel just to like keep our minds off things and just be focused on like team sports, like teamwork. So like growing up playing like all these sports getting involved, like really just like distracted my mind from like what was happening um like in surroundings. And then twenty twelve came, everything happened so quick. Like we got the papers. I remember like this was like April the 10th, uh, Canada's like, yo, you have one month to be here. Bro, like, my dad had to, like, sell the crib, like, sell his house, bro, like, sell his car, like, try to sell as much Damn. as he can to buy the plane tickets for all of us and just ensure that, yo, bro, like, we could all make it in time because we had one month. And then, yo, like, we had to pack up everything uh. and then, like, do, like, tests. And it was just shit happened so quick, bro. Like, I just stopped going to school. That's and I grind. just started packing. And then every day it was like, yo, go to the doctor, get this. And then and then paying doctors in like in Africa, like you had to like barter trade. So for an example, like to get a blood test, like you had to pull up with like five pounds of rice, like just to get a blood test. <laughs> like, yo, <laughs> currency didn't exist. You had to barter trade. So yo, like legit, my mom like would send money and my mom would send money. And then like instead of like saving money, man going to save money. Man to go buy like bags of rice, cooking oil, potatoes, basic needs like that you know other people would want, and you use that as leverage to get things things that you need. So buying and flipping, buying and flipping is a concept from back in the day. Damn. So you come to Canada, mm-hmm. and then we Canada. Um, you're my brother's four years older than me, so so the first thing I hear, I'm like, yo, I gotta learn from my brother because I know like he's ahead of the game. So like whatever he fucks up with. Like, I gotta see and make sure that, yo, like, I don't mess up that thing. But, yo, like, my favorite story, like, from growing up as a kid in Africa, but, like, one day, my mom, she always called, like, once a week, and then, and then she called my dad, and then, like, we'll all come in. So, my dad, like, was in the tub, like, one day, and then my dad was like, on the phone, and then my dad called me and my brother, like, yo, come here, like, your mom wants to talk to you. And then my dad was, like, passed the phone over to us, and then he dropped it, like, in the water. He... He dropped that phone, bro. <laughs> and me and my brother, we just started laughing. We just laughed, bro. We were crying of laughter. Oh, no. And growing up in an African bro, household, how angry was he? my dad got pissed at us. Yo, like, my dad wasn't pissed that the phone fell inside the tub. Like, he got out of the tub all mad at us. The man's like, all right, okay, yo, like, you guys gonna laugh? You guys gonna laugh? Go and pick your favorite belt. Jeez. I'm like, bro. We didn't even drop the fucking phone inside the tub. And then we just got wrapped be- like, because of that. And he was like, bro, like, it's just so much like respect going by the book. It's like, yo, you man's are meant to be sad just because I was sad just because I dropped it in there. And then it's just like, yo, like, there's so many like strict rules. And then I come to Canada. It's like, yo, yo, like, you're trying to adapt to everything. Like, even though you go to like private school, yo, the school system's like, nah, you gotta start off from the bottom. So they put you in English as, as a second language. Oh, ESL? And you get to this class. Yeah, ESL. And you get to this classes. But yo, like, um, since you were in private school, mm-hmm. like, was there any, 
like how was that transition because like did you learn stuff that helped you here like oh, that's a good point. like english and stuff because like your english is actually really good for someone who came to like from zimbabwe in 2012 like what was that transition like for you yeah yo like your english was like the first language because the school system there was like zimbabwe is a british colony so essentially like english was like the british english speaking so it was just straight up like it was blessed um like we're only forced to speak english like the only time that like, you're allowed to like speaking a different language is if you're talking shit because like you don't want the teachers to know so so yo, it was pretty easy like transition over but it's like you know like a lot of the words in the british english and the north american english is so different yeah like like yeah. just just even the way you pronounce it like is crazy bro like the first couple of years bro like i'll go and say like a bunch of stuff to people and they'll say no nah, bro like it's not said like that i was like Bro, like, bro, like, that's how, like, yo, that's how man's grew up. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yo, just, just allow it. But like the ESL class, yeah. all man's were just allowing, bro. Like, man's understood that, yo, you came from a different place. Yo, let's come and share our cultures. So yo, that, yo, yeah. that class was just fire, bro. Like a bunch of my boys I've met in that class, you like, I still know them to this day. Yo, we still like grown, but just crazy. And then came to Canada. I mean, like, you had to adapt to what's going on seeing snow for the first time damn it's crazy like the whole family together damn that must have been yo, a, <laughs> a wild yo, experience so coming to america yo bro i was like what a winter jacket i didn't know winter jacket was a thing bro i was like bro yeah, like we bro. pull up to winners and i'm like winners to me when i first went to winners bro i was like wow bro this is winners bro, this, that is super gucci. Hot fire, this is bro. gucci to me bro <laughs> every time i got to buy <laughs> Bro, <laughs> anytime I got to go to Winners and pick up something, bro, I picked up a Calvin Klein t-shirt from Winners, my guy. I was a mad thing. But you know. Seeing the price difference crazy too, bro. bro. That should be like $89.99 reduced to yeah, yo, $22.99. Like, what? Oh, Who's making these prices this up? This was a steal. And then it's like, yo, but like growing up as a kid, is that like, you know, bro, like your, like your grandparents like will make you clothes and stuff. And then my mom would send, like, we legit send, like, a drum of, like, clothes, shoes, T-shirts, like, underwear, like, once every year. And it will come in, and it will literally, like, be enough clothes for, like, for us. So, like, so that's how we're getting clothes. But it was all from, like, from, like, winners and stuff. But essentially, like, that was the only way, like, you get clothes and stuff. And then to get food, like, you had to drive to South Africa, like, which was, like, 1,500Ks. So my dad would, like, drive over go buy groceries like once every three months but he'll buy a shit but he'll buy a shit ton of stuff and then like, that's how like life was and then coming here it's a big transition like to adapting and, and just seeing like what's going on but you know he just opens your mind to where you are and keeps you humbled every day because i'm like you know like sometimes i complain like yo bro like my macbook died and i'm like bro like i can't be like this guy yo but like my brother like keeps me grounded like, i was like yo bro like yo bro like you don't need 25 pairs of Jordan, bro. Like, if you miss out on a job, it's all good, bro. It's all like, perspective. You know, just keep remembering where you come from. And, you know, like, if you don't get a job, yeah. like, bro, like, like family members at home are grateful. Like, when you send them $20, Damn, $20, bro, like, they just crazy. be crying and shit. So, you know, like, those are things that, like, keep me humble. But, you know, I'm grateful. I'm, like, one in a million lucky to be where I am today. So, you know, like, that was life growing up. Life, like, where I'm at. Yeah. You're, you're like, I met the broskies. Like, we all embrace our differences cultural like differences you know like some people obviously make fun of like your accent like who you are like where you come from but yo like growing up tough like that like you learn like how to like bounce back and roast people so you know like it's 
kind of makes yeah. you tougher. Yeah. So you know, grateful to be you, you like where we are today. Thick skin. Um. Yeah, like, that's what brought me here to tap in podcast, doing yeah, shit I never think I'd ever think be doing a podcast. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> we really in this. This is crazy. We're really here, a bro. Podcast with the boys. <laughs> this is oh, crazy. Sure. And it's like you know, it's but yeah. Well, and like once you guys come over to my no, house, like yo, my parents will embrace anyone. It doesn't matter, like your race, yo, like, <laughs> yo, my mom will say hi to you. She asks you how things are going. She wants an update, like on everything. Yo, like if you want to sleep over mm-hmm. for like for early like, in the go, bro. Say, All right, yo, come through. It doesn't matter. You're just it's just open household. And then like that's all the culture being compared to like growing up in Africa, like you're super strict. But like once you came to North America, maybe it was a good thing because cause now like they've loosened the ties and and stuff and kind of been open up. But, you know, like, that really taught me a lot of, like, discipline growing up. And then now, like, once I have this time to be free, I guess, yo, like, you just pretty self-aware because you're like, yo, like, you know, like, you could fuck shit up, like, in a blink of a sec. So, it's kind of built that. Yeah, it just goes to show, like, what we have to offer. Like, as yeah. a podcast and our, our super different perspectives based on the way that we all grew up, like, something to me I might perceive differently because of how I grew up and then you guys would perceive it differently because of how you guys grew up. I think it makes for very interesting content and i think man that's that's why we're here that's why we're doing this because we offer something that uh is so unique mm-hmm. acts because because low-key like at the end of the day like we all have common values and that's why like we're here today but i want to ask this question to you guys since we all come from different backgrounds and values yo like what was it like having household pets growing up because we all grew up in different ways yo <laughs> i want to hear some <laughs> stories about pets Cause this shit I'm about to get mad. I mean, like mine's pretty basic. I grew up with like a big yellow lab. Her name was Sasha. I had her till like I was like 15, 16, and then we had to put her down. Sadly, rest in peace. Um, but then we got Ella, and like you guys have all met Ella. She's a little shorty, but that dog, man. Every time someone comes in that door, that dog is gonna bark at you. It doesn't matter how many times you met her. It's like every single time she's going to make sure you know she's there and she's going to yell at you. She's going to bark at you and like make her presence known. Every single time. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's the small dogs too, man. Like the small dogs really be the worst. Facts. Like, they just bark at you. I'm like, bro, like smell my hand. Remember me? I was here last time. Like we chilled. We kicked it for a second. Like, oh, man. But big dogs, dude, big dogs back home, bro. Hmm. No, no, no. Okay. I didn't really like dogs Yo, at all, too. Like, let's but. break it down. Like, what were dogs initially, initially speaking, meant for? Like, based on the dictionary, they were meant for household protection. Outdoor household protection. <laughs> on that note, Jiva, continue. Bro, man, I just like uh, going back home and stuff, bro, dogs, you be walking by, they start barking. You be doing nothing. They just barking for no reason. And guard dog, bro. Those brought some of the scariest times ever. Holy, the amount of times I had to book it down the street in my sandals, <laughs> running like this thing is just on the street, just chilling. I didn't even do anything. He just looked at me funny, and I looked back. That's all I did. That was the first mistake, <laughs> bro. That was my first mistake, honestly. And it's crazy. They have the same size dogs in people's houses, with the cutest name. Oh, this is Teddy. You mean Teddy? <laughs> This thing is bigger than me. Oh man, they made a Teddy and stuff, man. Got Oscar. It's irresponsible, bro. Yeah, bro. 
Bro, that is facts. Bro, like, I'm traumatized by dogs because we're growing up. Bro, like, I remember, like, for my, like, for the first, like, seven years of my life, bro, like, I didn't have a dog. And then I came home, like, one day. So, in Africa, like, houses were, like, were, like, really big. Like, you had a gate, like, to 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 cover your property, make sure you're safe, and then had walls yeah. around your, like, Such surrounding your house. Style, man. So, like, every single house, like, it was mandatory. So, you know, like, when you come here, neighborhoods are clustered, like, there's no, like, gate and stuff. But in Africa, every household, like, was gated. And then at the top of the walls, like, it had spikes because a lot of, like, theft going on in the third world. So, dogs are used to, like, patrol at night um, around your property and basically, like, save you from, like, getting robbed or, like, something Like a thief in the night. So, one time, like, we got robbed. And then my dad was like, nah, bro, it's too much. I'm getting a dog. But like, he didn't tell nobody. So, yo, I came home from school this one day. And then, like, me and my brother opened the gate. Yo, bro, like, we all wide and saying, yo, bro, uh, bro, like, you took that L at school today. Close the fucking gate. Bro. This, bro, like, we, bro, like, we hear a buck. Oh, no. Boop, 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 boop. And we're like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> bro, and bro, like, we're thinking that, yo, this big-ass dog's about to pull up and murk us, bro. And, like, the driveway was pretty long. I'll say it was 60 meters. So, for you to get to the house, it was, oh, yo, like, it was quite a mission. So then, uh, bro, those things run, bro. bro. <laughs> and yo, like this little Chihuahua pulls up. We disrespect this Chihuahua. We're like, ah, uh, bro, calm down. Just a Chihuahua. This shit was, yo, it had evil. red eyes, bro. Bro, shit was a demon. They're evil. It just started running towards <laughs> us. <laughs> Murked my leg, bro. Almost bit off some skin, bro. My brother came in and booted that, bro. He's like, bro, get inside the crib. Get in the crib, bro. I'm crying, bro. I'm like, fuck, bro. What the fuck? Bro, I'm bawling, bro. Like, I'm seven years old. Just got bit by my own dog. Did it bite you? Yeah, bro. It Damn. bit me, bro. Oh, it bit it you. Bit, bro, oh, it bit my, my leg. Things are fucking savage. Bro, dogs in Africa are meant to guard the house. It didn't know me. It did its job. Like, based on the description. It did its job. And then my dad came home. <laughs> it got you. And then my dad came home 10 minutes later. He's like... Oh shit! Like I'm sorry, bro. Like oh, bro. Like I should have told you guys that I was getting a dog. I was like, bro, I'm been already. She was mad, and even just like going, going like down the street. If you're walking down the street, and then the neighbor's gates open, you already know that, yo. <laughs> you about to get chased, boy. Gotta <laughs> get ready, bro. I saw my brother. He had thong flip flops on. He got some next grip. <laughs> And he, <laughs> bro, you gotta close those two toes. Bro. <laughs> he gripped those two he, toes together. He gripped the two toes, two toes onto the thong flip flop, <laughs> and this dog came out. <laughs> this dog was a German Shepherd. Yo, German Shepherds were known as the most vicious dogs in Zimbabwe. If you had a German Shepherd, like, bro, like, that was a sign of wow. Damn, because like those were trained. As soon as the gate opened, someone outside, you go. You muck them, bro. My brother, I never seen this man run so quick in thong flip flops, bro. We ran, and we hopped another house's fence, like just to just to not get bitten by the dog. But yo, the household pets, I never heard that till I came to Canada, bro. Yo, each time I went to a friend's house for the first five years, and I saw and I saw a dog, I was like, bro, like I'm not coming in, bro. Like lock that thing away. Damn. Lock that thing. Away. <laughs> and the funny thing was that. 
with all my friends like who were immigrants in that time. We no one went into the crib. Man's like, bro, like lock that shit up, bro. Cause like everyone, like we all mutually understood that yo, dogs are not meant to be in the house. They're meant to be outside the house. But it's just crazy how like yo, the culture could be so different like across the world. Like you know. Damn, that's fucked. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, they say dog are a man's best friend though. Bro, chalk. Yo, bro. People took that saying and ran with their holy. <laughs> not only dogs are best friends, yo. I've seen people with snakes, Ugh. lizards, That's even crazier. Like birds. Bro, birds is understandable, but bro, when you got a snake as a pet, bro, those things don't do anything. They just chill. They're just plotting to kill you, bro. Like, I can't imagine buying a it's rat. Not even a, a snake is not meant to be yeah, a bro. pet, bro. This shit's meant to be no, in the wild. Back home, that thing is a danger. Ooh, you see a snake? That thing is dangerous. <laughs> I hate snakes, man. Wow, wow, wow. Not done. But, yo, like, this is just, you know, like, this just provides us, like, a unique background. Just, like, letting us know that, you know, like, we just see things, like, differently. Like, regardless, like, where you grow up and stuff, like, like your experience yeah. creates that views of, like, different things. Yes, sir. Yo, there's one topic we forgot to touch upon that Jeeva went into, like, a little bit. Sneaking out the house as a kid. <laughs> Like, what was going through your mind? <laughs> what was the process like? And, like, what were some of the consequences that you faced? Bro, you can't wing that stuff, bro. You you need the full rundown. What are you doing? What's the purpose? How are you doing this? How are you going to get there? Who are you going to get there with? Who are you meeting up? What are you going to do? And the most important part, what story are you sticking with? Till the end. To the end, I'm telling you, man, I said some outrageous stories, bro. <laughs> Just to say I went out for lunch. Like, it's crazy, bro. Oh, man. Bro, like, that is so true. So, like, so many times, bro, like, I remember as a kid, bro, like, I would have been bothered, like, going to ask my parents that to go do a certain thing because I knew the answer <laughs> is a straight up no. And you really trying to craft and just make this and then just build your story in such a good way that, yo, this guy is actually doing something good. You know what? Like, I might let him go. But you also knew that you're probably going to have to say something exact opposite of what, of what like, you're going to do. Especially, like, sleepovers. Ooh. Bro, like, my parents did not know, like, your parent. My parents, like, would see your kid, like, do something crazy like, in the parking lot, like, as soon as school's done. Shit is not happening. You ain't going to Jimmy's house? But, yo, like, I always say. Damn, bro. I'm going somewhere else and I'll breach over back to the house. So the risk was like, yo, if I get caught, oh, it's a wrap. And yo, like he was always ending up and picking my favorite belt all the time. Damn. Cause I'll always get scooped. <laughs> yo, I had to take so many hours. Yeah, bro. I was a terrible liar. Bro, like, bro, bro, like your parents like knew you so well. It's like, yo, bro, like you try to lie so much. But yo, Tanner, give us some insight as to like what it was like for you. Yo, do you have to do you have to make up some next level lies like just to go do like just to go out for some smoothies? Honestly, bro, like I never had to sneak out. <laughs> but when I was a kid and I wanted something, like I had a plan. I had some psychological warfare I went through. So, kids, if you're listening, this is how you do it. So I used to always go to mom first. So I would go to mom and I'd be like, no matter what it was, I'd be like, well, dad said it was okay. So, like, she'd be like, well, like, if dad said it was okay, then I guess it's okay. But the next part was the tricky part. 
Because now you had to get to dad before mom could get to dad to ask him if he said it was okay. So you get to dad and then you're like, well, dad, mom said it was okay. So like, it's fine, right? He said, well, like if dad, if mom said it was okay, then yeah, it's okay. And see, this is how it works out is that now that you talk to both of them before they got to talk to each other, they'll go to each other and be like, well, you said yes. Yeah. Well, you said yes. Yeah. So you're blessed. Like at the end of the day, but those times when they found out that you were lying, that's when like, you know, you were in trouble. And it wasn't even that, like, ha. Like, I could take getting yelled at by my parents. Like, everyone gets yelled at their parents. But, like, you know when your parents look at you in dead ass in the eye and they're just like, son, I'm really disappointed in you. Bro. <laughs> We're disappointed. No, man. <laughs> when they say, I'm very disappointed in you. Like, bro, that, that hurts. Bro, when that, soul, bro. when that shit be happening, like, you start getting all upset. Like, you start flailing your arms a little bit, getting a little bit spazzy, and you're like, but I didn't mean to, and I did it, and you just don't know what to fucking do because you're just starting to, like, lose all control of your body because you're so upset in that moment. No, no, I was the I was the guy that would try to talk while crying. I just, I, 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 I didn't know. Bro, do you know how many times I packed my bag and Dude, I packed it? I'm leaving. Home? Because I got hit so hard, I'm like, bro, I know I'm fucking leaving today. Yo, I'm sitting there in my room. I'm like, nah, bro, yo, this shit's gone too much. And I pack up everything. I'm like, okay, I'm going, I'm going to my auntie's house. Then your brother comes in, he, and your brother looks at you, he laughs. He's like, ah, oh, unpack your shit, you dumbass. And then you're done. But yo, and then when your parents call you by your full name, like, yeah. that's why it's so weird now that like, when your friends call you like by your full name because it's like yo bro like what did i do wrong because you're used to hearing that you're like yo someone's like yo and uh, i'm like damn bro like what did i do to you bro like why you gotta do me like that <laughs> no honestly yeah the full name always be the worst bro like 26 letters long bro, <laughs> bro. my name 26 letters long if i if i ever heard the first and last name bro you know it's a wrap i'm out of there bro my ass is getting whooped bro Bro, put my mom's favorite weapon was a uh, pizza roll. Damn, like uh, she rolls a uh, naan with it, bro. I'm <laughs> telling you, man. Oh, stick out your hand. Oh no, <laughs> right there on the forehead. Bro, put this into perspective. I remember me and you like at the midterm together in school, bro. Like your full name so long, it didn't fit in a scantron, bro. Oh fuck. <laughs> I was like, bro, God oh, damn. Man. <laughs> oh man, bro. Oh man. Growing up, I was like, yo, my name's unique as hell, bro. But no, the amount of pain and struggle. Dude, Scantron is the worst. I remember I just, in first year, I had a bio, bio midterm. And uh, I asked the lady, I was like, oh, my name's not going to fit on here. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, the whole first name, the whole last name, like, half and half. Like, I thought it was a disease or something. You, know, like, <laughs> you want me to put half and half? And she's like, try, try your best. Oh, no. Awesome. Try your best? What does that mean, man? Ah. Oh struggles bro wow 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 what a first episode we had today thank you everyone for tapping in to who we are why we're here why we did this and what we're yet to bring you guys so yes sir we appreciate you yeah man i mean if you really liked it you know tap in with us make sure you show some love man go to our insta twitter make sure you follow this podcast do what you gotta do show us that you really mess with us you know 
yeah, like at the end of the day, we're just here to tell stories and we're here to entertain you guys. Like that's why we're doing this. We want to create a platform. We want to create a podcast that can truly be entertaining for everyone. But that being said, thanks for tapping in. But the boys, we're tapping out. Peace.